Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. We're back live with an all-new episode. Tonight it's going to be the Demonic Dr. Dave's film pick of the week, The Ebola Syndrome from 1996, directed by Herman Yao. It's a Hong Kong Category 3 coming your way. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Heart, Andy G, welcoming you back. Hopefully you guys are surviving the quarantine okay. For those of you that are working, hopefully you're being safe and staying away from people. Wash your fucking hands. Don't touch your face. Do what you got to do. But as always, I am joined by the bold, the beautiful, the Gogi Keith. And always white, front to back. Never back always. to front. But really, yeah. okay, <laughs> the number one thing for today, because we all know what today really is, okay? Today is, oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Happy Rexy. no more, no more. Damn the man, save the empire. Yeah, that's right. It's Rex Manning Day. You can't fret. You can't dwell. Not a today. Not a Rex Manning Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Indeed. Not only is it not only is it Rex Manning Day, but it's also Kane Hodder's birthday. Sixty-seven years old, young. Can't believe it. Kane Hodder's still hanging in there, still striking people down with the mighty axe or just his own bare hands. So happy birthday, Kane. Uh, but I'm also Choking joined by. Out. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> The psychotic simian himself, the mad monkey, the prince to my more day. Yeah, get funky. Come on. <laughs> hey there, Fred fans. This is your mad monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where I'm here safe in lockdown. But as always, we're here with the Talking Terror crew to bring you the best goddamn podcast in the land. So you need a horror podcast? Just come here. You don't need to go anywhere else. We got your shit, baby. Don't worry about it. Oh, we're how's it going, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> we got this. We got this on lock. Just like we're doing it every week. We're not going to let COVID 19 stop us. Hell no, you can't stop the talk of their train. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting that day one ish. I'm, t- I'm um, sorry. For those of you out there that would rather have the smoke, we got that shit, too. <laughs> we got that smoke. <laughs> Damn right, we do. It's a day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Try to get as many wrestling references as we can before the Demonic Doctor shows up, which I think he's here now. So, Doc, welcome. Oh. Thank you. Please, don't stop on my account. Carry on. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> welcome. Welcome aboard, Doc. We always do. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I don't know why you say it, you know, King, like, like we don't. I mean, we just, you know, it's not like we're not going to just go on about it. So how did you guys feel about WrestleMania? Yeah, Monty, what did you think? The, yeah, the WrestleMania, that wasn't. Because um, <laughs> I love the post that you, you put in our group chat where it was WrestleMania 36. I wasn't there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Loved it. I mean, 
you know, for, for all intents and purposes, I think WWE did the, the best they could with the situation that they were given. Um, they, you know, were stuck in this situation of the pandemic, and um, WWE still found a way to give us our Super Bowl. You know, they, they did it the best they could and still delivered, you know, for the most part, you know, a pretty solid package. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it, Ghoul? Yeah, no, again, considering everything that is currently going on, considering everything that is currently not on the air, um, I know there were a lot of complaints about, you know, the quality of the matches and, you know, should they have had a couple of people, you know, that were were in the quote-unquote audience. You know what, man? I just watched a little bit of AEW earlier tonight, and that's exactly what they're doing, and... I almost, I have to say, it's fucking even more weird to watch just random, like, six or eight people that work there cheering on wrestlers. Because, you know what, it's not like they really want to fucking cheer. They're not the fans. It's not like they're, they're not us. They're not us as the audience. So, what they did was perfect. You know what, we as the audience got to enjoy everything on the television. We got to see all of our stars, or at least the ones that were healthy enough to make it there. You know, there were there were some decent matches. It was nothing spectacular, but it was definitely something. So, and it was the best thing that was on that night. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I mean, so what did you think, King? I mean, there were highlights for sure. I mean, WWE they could have just canceled it completely and just said, "Fuck it, we're not doing mm-hmm. it. We'll just do another way to do it." But they decided to put on a show because the show goes up. You know, so they could do this. Uh, for me, a highlight of the the, the one of the, I think it was night one uh, was Seth Rollins versus uh, Kevin Owens. Owen's taking that high dive on top of Seth Rollins. What made it even better oh. is that there's no audience. So you can fucking hear <laughs> Seth Rollins go, you know, gasping for fucking air. <laughs> so uh. He just got landed on. Um, Undertaker versus AJ Styles. The Boneyard match. Had no idea what it was going to be, and it fucking ruled. It was like a little horror movie. Um, courtesy of the WWE with uh, Undertaker rolling in his biker taker to Metallica. You know, they're, they're dead. You know, which I was like, okay, appropriate. I, I don't like... I don't like it either, but you know what? I didn't mind the first match. I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, biker taker. That's what he is. Um, and then of course, American old ass. That's what he is. Yeah, I know. It, it was it was fun for what it was, but I don't want to see it long term because I saw it long term and it didn't work. Um, but also the the Firefly Funhouse. I think that was the highlight of WrestleMania for me on night two. Uh, just seeing not even a match, but just seeing just a vignette of classic old school wrestling from Saturday night main events, you know, to WCW, you know, they were just nailing it. And like I said, it wasn't a match, but it was a production and I appreciated it for what it was. It, it, it was just insane. The shame yeah, about you that some pretty is, strong feelings about this. <laughs> yeah. The shame about that is, is that would have been the perfect way to build up towards mm-hmm. a major battle between those two guys. Like, that, those mm-hmm. should have been, like, small vignettes that got played over the course of a couple of weeks to lead into those two guys fighting, not that being the actual event itself. That being said, I really didn't want to see a fight between John Cena and Bray Wyatt anyway, so I really never want to see John Cena in the ring anymore either way. So I'm good. I know that they're just trying to build up towards getting John Cena a belt back, you know, and once he takes that belt, that's it. Ric Flair's record is gone. 
You know, he is now the sole holder of the, 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 the record for the most championships. And the fact that it's John Cena, as much as I respect him outside of the ring, I just don't like him inside the ring. No, I, and we talked about that. Um, well, I think I would much rather see Orton take that. I'd rather see Orton mm-hmm. break that record than Cena because I feel like with Cena, his time is done. It's over. I never liked him to begin mm-hmm. with. So for him to take that, that mm-hmm. title away, it would suck. But Randy Orton, I would give mm-hmm. so much more respect to him breaking that record. Yeah, and Cena, the same oh. thing is like, oh, oh, it's just while you said it was, you know, an actual presentation and not a match, and I agree, you know, it definitely wasn't a match. It was definitely entertaining. <laughs> you know, that, it, it was definitely entertaining as fuck. I, I had a great time with them just twisting John Cena about. But it's it's weird that a lot of people are actually talking about this. You know, this, you know, quote-unquote match, you know, is get, getting a lot of headway. Sorry, Ghoul, what were you going to mm-hmm. say? No, I was just going to say, like, you know, when I think of, like, John Cena, right, and, like, again, the only way I can compare it when I think of, like, Randy Orton versus John Cena, it's almost like mm. when you look at Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, you know? So yeah. Hulk Hogan, yeah, he was the person that everybody knew. Everybody knew his name. He was the biggest superstar ever in the WWF. But he wasn't a good wrestler. He wasn't a, no. a, a no. showman as much as he was mm. just this big, strong guy who had great presence and a great personality. So, okay, I guess that makes him more of a showman, but he wasn't a, a, a sports entertainment showman as far as being in the ring. It was punch, 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 get my ass kicked for the majority of the match. Punch, 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 yeah. get my ass kicked again, but now yeah. I'm going to get up, get angry, yeah. throw you into the ropes, give you the boot, drop the leg, match over, I won. Rick Flair, on the <laughs> other hand, I yeah. think of just Years and years and years of wrestling. I think of a guy yeah. who in the 70s was supposed to be, you know, a powerhouse, gets into a plane crash that he, for, for fucking no reason, shouldn't even survive, let alone comes back from that plane crash where they told him that you would never wrestle again, gets back in the ring, reinvents everything about his character, turns into a total fucking yep. personality, becomes larger than life, a living fucking legend. You know, whenever I would, like, read, like, Sports Wrestling Illustrated, which was rare as a kid. You know, I was a WWF magazine kid. You know, that had the better pictures, the better everything about it. Plus, it had Elizabeth in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Sports Wrestling Illustrated. Like, those magazines, they had stuff for, like, the NWA and all of that. Like, stuff that I couldn't even watch on TV anyway. So, I rarely read it. But whenever I did, it was always stories about Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. You know, this up-and-coming young guy named and, you know, all these clashes that were going on. When Ricky Steamboat, like, disappeared from the WWF, I had no fucking idea where he went. I really didn't, like, besides those magazines, I really didn't realize there was other wrestling in the fucking world besides WWF. So to find out, like, oh, shit, Ricky Steamboat went there, and he's warring with Ric Flair, and holy shit, they gave Ricky Steamboat the championship in this place. Yeah, like, there was a, a respect that I had for those organizations that were built because it just seemed more legitimate than what the WWF was doing, and especially as we faded from those late 80s into the early 90s into all those just ridiculous character types and just all the things that they were doing at that point as I phased out of wrestling completely for what would be almost a decade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was the same way with wrestling, and then I gave up on it for a number of years until well into the Attitude Era. 
where Stone Cold was already a personality. Uh, he was already something. And I was like, okay, now I got to go back and I got to see about this guy, where he started, you know, what, why is he so big, <clears throat> you know, warring with Vince McMahon. So it took me a while to get back into it. Once I got back into it, I never left. I mean, I've been through the Ruthless Aggression <laughs> era, you know, the new era with Bischoff. I mean, I've been through so many fucking eras, <laughs> you know, that I've stuck in there. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, but, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm just a fan, you know, at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm so glad that it's still on. I'm so glad that they're still doing it. You know, I know that the Florida has a stay-at-home order. So Vince McMahon says, fuck it, we're still going ahead. We're still doing live shows. We're still going to the Performance Center. We're still going to give you entertainment. We're not going anywhere. Well, so, you, you know, well, you know whether that's smart or wrong. Right? Hmm. You know the real reason why is that? that, right? Vince McMahon is not giving up the longest-running live television show. He's not going to give that up. He has the record, and he is not going to let this fucking break that. He will do everything in his fucking power to make sure they put something on the air live so that they can continue to hold that record. And, you know, hey, listen, Uh, I respect the Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and um, because, King, you said that the next two uh, episodes are already taped. No, they're not. They're live. No. Yeah, they're going live. Yeah, next week. They're starting live. So, SmackDown's taped. This Friday. But after that, next week's Monday Night Raw and SmackDown are going to be live. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, yeah they already settled on that. No, I said that first. But, but then I found out the Vince changed it and said, we're just going to go live. We're not going to tape them anymore. Okay. Um, so he's, unfortunately, he's, like, oh, oh, but, oh, yeah, unfortunately with WrestleMania, it's like, uh, uh, like some of the matches that I actually wanted to see, like, last and, you know, maybe, maybe last a bit. You know, we're just really short and unfortunately not very sweet. You know, like, oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, like you know the whole Braun Strowman match. I was, <laughs> you know, hoping that was gonna that was, be a little bit. Come longer. on, that was Braun yeah. Strowman yeah. versus Goldberg. Okay? <laughs> Goldberg is like a thousand years old, and Braun Strowman is like seven foot fucking twelve. Um, there was, no, was not going to be any shortness, uh, no length no. to that match. That's going to no. be boom, 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 I hit you. Boom, 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 you hit finishes, me. Finishes. Somebody's hitting somebody. The, the, the match is over. Yeah. That's all it right. is. Yeah, I, the, I expected it to be a lot shorter than that. Yeah, but then, same, but then same thing with the Becky Lynch match. You know, it's like it, that, that thing only lasted like maybe, you know, maybe 10 minutes. It was a week. <laughs> it was a weak match. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 for all the buildup that they did, very weak. I'm not saying I'm not happy that Becky's still the champ. Yeah. I love it. But at the same time, I wanted more. And I didn't get it. It was a very short, this kind of this concise match that ended kind of in controversy with that pin. That pin definitely yeah. could have been, you know, uh, t- uh, you know, objected to. But, you know, they're keeping it forward. They're giving it the belt. So I'm not going to argue that. But, Doc, uh, getting away from wrestling, how have you been, you know, during this quarantine? How have you been holding Favorite. up? Oh, um, I've, been, so I've been doing a lot of traveling. Uh, you know, today I traveled from the bedroom to the kitchen. Uh, Excellent. There were very friendly, <laughs> welcoming. Uh, traveled from the kitchen to the laundry room, uh, so I just got to see that. That was exciting. Uh, you know, so I've been trying to stay stay busy, stay mobile. Uh, you know, it's been it's been exciting. You're just living a jet set lifestyle. Just traveling, man, over here. Very, very, very. Even much. I don't travel that much. Very, very, very much. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. so I have an announcement. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the King's telling me they've got like concentration camps by him, man. <laughs> they got, I, I they got the COVID to the King. No, no, nobody does. That's okay. Like that. 
Um, yeah. So what's your announcement, so, Doc? Here's my exciting, my exciting announcement. Uh, I know that the Google had played with this idea quite a few weeks ago, um, but I was never fully sold on mine since the very, very beginning, and I don't even recall uh, when I really think about it uh, where the moniker came from. Uh, but mm. I'm officially uh, changing my name on the show. Hmm. Okay. Uh, very, very simple change. Uh, you guys have been calling me that anyway the last few weeks, and I am uh, no, moving out the of dean. the field of... I am the demonic dean. Okay. okay. Demonic dean it is. <laughs> I like it. Might as well change it to demonic dean. Uh, so moving out of the field of medicine into the scholarly field. You have an issue with this school. Sorry for stealing your thunder. I know you wanted to take about four and a half years to get around to explaining that to us. <laughs> did you did did you have an, an issue with with my change school? No, no. It's just I don't know. It just seemed like it was taking you just just ridiculously long to say like yes, I'm changing my name to the demonic theme. <laughs> hey, he has to build up that tension. You've got to let us know. Like, this is a big effort. You were big deal. Maybe it's. It might be all this time. It's not like I'm doing anything house. else right now. Very, it was a poor delivery. <laughs> Demonic uh, Dean, it is. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love well, you. Dean. <laughs> He'll see you in detention. <laughs> <Love> you <too>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Uh, Demonic Dean, uh, with horror news, what do you got for us this week? Uh, so, first of all, uh, nothing has dead, happened to uh, the United States of America. To... <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing has happened in the United States of America, but lots of things have happened in the United States of art. And, and the worldwide oh. United States. Ooh, nice one. Art. Uh, first, uh, a very sad R.I.P. to actress Lee Fierro, who played Mrs. Kittner uh, in the original Jaws film, who did pass away to COVID-19. First the fucking shark uh, ate the kid, and then she fucking loses a fight to COVID-19. That's just fucking terrible, man. Yeah, I feel, look, I, I mean, it's, it's like her kid died like 40, her kid died like 40 years ago, all right? It's not like she fucking, you know, they didn't she die knew. Again, you know? She knew. She <laughs> <laughs> in the water. Dude, that woman, seriously, that woman haunted my fucking, like, thoughts as a kid. Like, I remember, like, dreading that scene coming up when she smacks Brody. Like, when she would come out of the fucking car, she's wearing all the black and shit, and she's just like, I don't know, there was just something mm-hmm. about, like, the way she looked, she was just so gaunt and just creepy looking, you know? She kind of looked like the fucking guy from, uh, yeah, well, guys too, man. Reverend Kane, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you all the time, I think that, that, Seen, uh, Spielberg perfectly framed that scene and shot her perfectly there. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's like this grounding scene in, in the whole film. Uh, it's, it's this. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like tells this, you that there's this, serious this wake of, that it's not just a fun adventure. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're you're absolutely right. Like when she comes on that scene and when she smacks him, like and and it does. The whole movie stops. For a moment, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, everything that was going on in the surrounding area, everything stopped, including the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that, mm-hmm. that you know she came to say her piece, but I think that smack just took everyone by surprise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't take me by surprise anymore, but because uh, I know that it's coming because I've seen it a million times. 
but it's still it's still a heavy, heavy, heavy scene. One of those scenes that stands out in a in a film that's it's filled. It's a memorable scene. Absolutely, it is. You know, and I think, and it's because she isn't an actress either. Like Lee Fierro wasn't an actress. I mean, she just you know, was hired by Steven Spielberg to play this character, so it gave it more of a a weight to it that she could do that. You know, not be like a trained actress and just show this emotion that her son got killed by the shark and you did nothing about it, you son of a bitch. Bitch, you should have been closed, Mayor. <laughs> um, and he got reelected to Jaws too. It shows you how far he got. But, but it is weird when, when you look at the talking. Ter- it is weird when you look at the talking terror page because if you sit there and scroll through our articles, it's you have the king putting up an article about how Kevin Smith is still going to do his uh, moose jaws, okay? And then unfortunately, what? the very next article, and then the very next article is having to say goodbye to Lee Fierro, I guess because she was really upset about moose jaws. <laughs> I tied it in. I tied yeah. it together. <laughs> Goddamn right. That's what I do on the page. That's my contribution. Fantastic job. Fantastic job. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Uh, cannibals are coming back uh, on it's November 20th. Again? On November 20th, if you have Steam or a PS4 or an Xbox or a Nintendo Switch, you can play the interactive horror video game uh, from Union and Fantastic Studios uh, and take part in Cannibal Holocaust, uh, which has been put together uh, with Ruggiero Diodato uh, from his ideas and direction uh, and uh, play the Cannibal Holocaust video game. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Oh, Cannibal comes out at the end of the year, and it's supposed to all take place within the Cannibal Holocaust universe uh, from Fantastico Studios and Unity. Um, yeah, when I put that up on the, uh, the Facebook page, I'm not a gamer anymore, but that would make me want to game again because that, that Cannibal Holocaust is such a movie that I recommend so much to people. One of the first sound footage movies ever. Um, and not even the first one that he did. He, he did uh, a couple others that were cannibal-oriented, like Jungle Holocaust in 77, he did another one in the late 80s, um, similar uh, thing. So this is technically his fourth film, but just putting mm. it into video game territory. Mm. I'm excited for it. Mm. Now, this is also going to be available on Mobile King, so you can download it for your phone as well. I might have to do that. <laughs> so, can you, just because, I mean, here's my question. Do they have turtle mode? Like, I want to be able to play as the turtle. You might be able to. Who knows? That might be his way of (laughs) just apologizing for killing that turtle in that movie. Don't know. (laughs) Should be should be be an OP character. (laughs) Maybe that'll be the DLC for that game. You can play as a turtle and then just kill people. Like Jaws. Turtle pack. Turns into Gamera. 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 It's a camera, but it's with a G. Yeah. Yep. Ah, I see. So stay tuned for that. All right, so moving away from Cannibal, what's next, Doc? AMC movie theaters, because of COVID-19, could be going under out of business. Uh, They are putting together their action plan to file for uh, bankruptcy protection in order to hopefully save their company. Bankruptcy might be the only thing that can save them. 
That, that wow. was sad. I read that article. Because of fucking yeah. COVID, dude. Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, because really, who knows really how long this is going to be? And, uh, not trying to get into this this whole debate about uh, you know money and politics, but like all the all the the politicians say that us poors, you know, we're supposed to have you know three to four months of expenses in the bank in case of emergencies, and these billion dollar companies shut down for a couple of weeks, and they need they need a hundred billion dollars to, to to save themselves. You know, uh, I, I don't understand the the, the, the connection there. No, I don't I don't get any of that either. I mean, the, those companies do have to, like, pay their employees and stuff like that, you know? And meanwhile, the drive-ins are fair uh, now. they don't. If those companies <laughs> have laid off, their, those companies have laid off, like, a, a lot of their workforce. No, yeah. yeah. Yes, but, pro- every, but the problem is, without those company companies out. operating, there's no money getting generated at all. So with no money coming in, you can't actually have a business. And even with unemployment, if you remember correctly, unemployment, the first six weeks are paid by your employer. So when you file for unemployment, they pay, I think it's anywhere from like 60 to 70% of that unemployment, and the rest comes from your Social Security until that gets done, and then it shifts over to your regular unemployment disability, uh, your unemployment benefits that you pay into. That's right. So yeah. they are operating at like major losses right now. You know, I'm not saying that these companies deserve billions upon billions of dollars. You know, again, that always comes down to the whole idea between the, you know, the Republicans believe this and the Democrats believe that. I don't fall on either side of that line. I understand that these companies do require money. I just don't think maybe it's as much as they are maybe always asking for. But you know, again. When you're operating at that level with that amount of money and you got to figure what kind of losses they're taking, what kind of hits are they taking, what kind of hits are they taking from overseas as well as at home, that's, you know, it's not easy. I, I'm looking at it just from my basic yeah. company that I work for, and I'm looking at the hits that they're taking. They just opened, you know, so like for, for them right now with the amount of calls that we don't have, this is the, the worst possible thing that could have happened. Yeah. Right. Um, now, King, what did you say about drive-ins? That they are seeing an influx uh, across the United States. There's a bunch of drive-ins that are still open that are seeing an influx of, of people coming to, to see movies like The Invisible Man, uh, The Hunt, you know, and they've been putting up the numbers of what they've been making at these different drive-thrus uh, collectively, and they're still thriving. You know, like we talked about last week, you know, about drive-ins. Like, maybe that's the new way to watch movies. That's the way to do it, you know, is drive-ins because you're staying in your car, you're social distancing, you're still getting to see the movie, you know, concessions and restrooms aside. I mean, that's just, you know, you have to practice safe distancing, you know? Yeah, you better bring a bottle with you to piss in because, like, we brought, it, we brought it up last time. It's like there's, there's no way to keep the bathroom situation safe, really. No. I mean, it, I mean, even if you do a port john situation, it's like you still got to, you know, stay away from people while you're waiting in line to take a piss or whatever you got to do. So. But to see the drive-ins thriving is, is kind of promising, you know, just because it's some way to watch a movie. If you don't want to be home, you could be in your car and watch it, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, it's kind of devastating and depressing to think about these movie theaters taking such a huge hit and that, you know, we might not even have movies, like, you know, movie theaters, you know, before the end of the year, you know, because of all this shit. So it's just, it's devastating if you're a film fan like myself to not know when you can go to the theater. Mm. 
I'm Google sure that be like, there'll be all kinds. <laughs> there'll all be there'll be all kinds of things that come back and around. I mean, the fact is, we'll still have movies. Just because the movie theaters go out of business doesn't mean that there won't be movies. The production company, no, as long as they're making yeah. films, somebody will purchase those theaters and put them on a screen. Now, of course, though, I do wonder sometimes what happens in certain events. The reason I say that, and I bring it up because it, it is, it's a local place, and it's one that I used to frequent as a kid. I'm sure you guys were all there at some point or another. Well, maybe not the monkey, but I'm sure the king, and I'm sure, you know, <laughs> Dean, you've been there. The South Amboy Movie Theater. And yes. you see Razzmatazz, yeah. the arcade there. Like, that building yeah. still yep. stands completely empty. Like, it's just boarded up and the closed Razzmatazz up. And it's been that way forever. It's long gone. But the, the building Razzmatazz- for the theater... The theater building is there. It's just uh, so uh, there. I, I because I worked for a long time right past there in Perth Amboy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something with that building uh, where at some point some company I think was in the process of trying to acquire it. To there might be something. I have to look it up, but there's something. There's a reason. It might have to do with something structurally. Uh, there, there, but there was definitely a reason why nothing ever happened with that building. There was a plan for it at some point. I, I heard it when I was in Perth Amboy. I can't remember what it was. I, I'm going to do a little research. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's still there. Yeah, I mean, I saw a number of movies there when I was a kid. My grandfather and my father started mm-hmm. sticking there all the time because it was that far away from his house. You know, so I saw a ton of movies there. When it closed, I was devastated because it was such a rundown theater, but I just loved it. I just loved the aesthetic of that theater. And to see it standing, you know, just empty. Nobody's doing anything with it. I was like, come on, guys. Somebody buy it. Make it into a movie theater again. We used to go there for camp in Staten Island in the 80s. So it wasn't run down at that time. That fucking theater was, like, fancy as fuck. Um, Like, it not only had, like, a couple (laughs) video games in there, but, like I said, there was a building off like in the parking lot and that was razzmatazz and that was its full functioning arcade so you would we would go there they'd give us however much money that we could you know use in the arcade portion of it and then it was you know mm-hmm. shuffle over to the uh the theater itself and you had i think what like 13 14 screens like in uh, for us Easily, that, yeah. no, we had the fucking the the movie theater in the mall which had like two three maybe four tops and then they finally mm-hmm. opened the victory boulevard movie theater which i think had i don't know maybe six um, uh, that could have had that could have had more. I never went there a lot because, like I said, they would take us to Jersey to go to that theater. But that's the theater that I saw fucking you know Jason takes Manhattan. That's the theater that I saw lock up. Um, you know Freddy's uh, the, the 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 Dream Child. You know, all of those movies well, yeah. in that theater. Yeah, I saw Ghostbusters two there, and I think uh, uh, was it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: uh, Secret of the Ooze. I saw there as well. So <laughs> a lot of a lot of good memories of that theater. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go 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 ninja, go go ninja, go. go. <laughs> ninja, yeah, like you yeah. do. ninja, ninja, ninja. <laughs> <laughs> but but like you just said, it, you know what what is the future of the movies and stuff like that? And King, you had put up an article on the, the Talking Terror page about the whole New Mutants situation and how they might possibly need to work up new contracts if they decide to do the entire thing through streaming service as opposed to a theatrical release. Yeah, because that contract is under a theatrical release. So if Disney Plus decides, fuck it, we're just going to put it on the streaming service, Disney Plus, they have to rewrite all these new contracts that say that it could be on that streaming service. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's just on the distribution end anyway. Remember, they own Fox now. So the only people that they're mm-hmm. rewriting contracts for are pretty much themselves and whatever international company was going to distribute. Distribute. Yes, that too. <laughs> Put out. Yeah. I mean, they are still planning on the distribution. So. so we'll see what happens with that. You know, 2021 could be the year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. This fucking movie All the comes out. grumbling now are that they're saying that they're building some kind of X-Men franchise on the streaming service. It's all in rumor, and most of it is because all of a sudden they put up, uh, like, if you have Disney+, Plus, you can choose, like, a picture for your account, just like you can for, like, Netflix and stuff like that. So, like, you know, uh-huh. I have an account, Donovan has one, and so forth. Well, they added in all these X-Men faces for it now. So, of course, that meant for mm-hmm. them that, oh, my God, they're bringing mutants. You know, maybe they just did that because the X-Men cartoon has been super popular on the network since <laughs> it aired on there. You know, maybe they figured people oh. would be happy with something like that. The old 90s one? Yeah. I and loved it. Back on Fox. I know there's grumblings. I know Fiji and all them, they want to do something with it, obviously. The majority of it wanted to be done in theater. But, you know, I guess they can do some solo type work and uh, I, don't know, I guess something that they were hinting at was maybe like a Storm series and some other characters that have never gotten like a, a real good showing as far as theatrical goes. G- Gambit. Gambit. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I don't like Gambit. Gambit I never like never Gambit. happens at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, 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 just, I never like the character. I never like Gambit in the comic books or the way they were showing on the cartoon. I just, you know, no. <laughs> I was never a fan. I was great no, in the no, yeah, and one X-Men who I never thought really got enough um, personal time, but I always found really interesting was Nightcrawler. I always felt like he never got en- enough time, in the, in the books anyway. Well, yeah, I and mean, I was actually, comic you know, book, you, you had to read Excalibur if you wanted Nightcrawler. Yeah. He was the leader or, of that or, Yeah, or the um, classic X-Men series where they would sit there and do the small uh, stories in the back, and they had a lot of cool... Nightcrawler stories back there. Mm. Doc, do you have the information for us, or are you still researching? Yes. So, it seems that when they shut it down, uh, and it was something structural, uh, there's problem because it is built in literally like in a swamp. Mm. Uh, the floor uh, literally was sinking. Uh, the floor is, the ground is unstable, uh, so they had to shut. Uh, they the were, as they solid. were determining, <laughs> as they as they were determining whether or not it was going to be like financially feasible to to repair. Uh, enough time had gone by. They decided to close it. If they said that not only would they have to make the repairs, but movie technology was uh, changing so rapidly, and they had done no updating to any of their equipment that between the repairs that were going to cost a ton of money as well as updating this theater to the modern age, they just decided financially it made no sense. Uh, I can see that as of 2017, and I don't know if it has been, but as of 2017, the entire property, uh, the theater, the parking lot area, all of the pavements, like where Rasmussen used to be, uh, through the uh, Wakeman and Cushfield uh, real estate group, it, the property is up for sale. 
there was a, an advertising brochure about the property. <laughs> what's that? And it's been what, up for what, sale. Like sale forever. Forever. You're saying? Yes, yes. And, you know, I even know I think it was a couple <laughs> well, of years no ago, idea, there was like a guy or a cop or something that got killed in the parking lot there. A like cop, he went to, like, investigate no, a, a some cop. shit and he got shot. That's right, yeah. I'm no, no, about no. That. Uh, uh, hold on. I was reading about that, too. Uh, the... The ghoul is just waiting to hit the lottery so he can buy that theater. And he's, he's going to be like, fuck you guys. I'm just opening my own theater. <laughs> I don't have to belong to Ed. For ages, man. I don't understand how it's just more financially feasible to keep the building up for 20 plus yep. fucking years and expect somebody to buy it knowing that there's all of that, that, that work that needs to be done rather than just have a company come in and just take it all down already. And this Bulldoze way whoever is going to go there is going to buy the property and do whatever they want with it. I think the, the – well, yeah, I feel that anybody that would buy that isn't buying it to make a movie theater. They're going to fucking – if somebody does buy it, they're going to demolish it and do whatever. But uh, I believe that the, the thing with the officer, I think it was a self-inflicted gunshot. Uh, okay, is that what it turned out to be? I thought it was – I think uh, so. Oh, funny. I mean, the guy died, man. I, I thought it was uh, that it was when he actually had gotten shot. I remember there being an investigation and everything. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was murdered. I didn't know he took his own little. Uh, let me let's see. No. Let's see. While we're on the topic of of movie theaters and movie theaters making money, I just do want to add into that that there are some movie theaters that are actually raking in the dough right now, and those are the 13 drive-ins that are still operating in the United States uh, because of social distancing drive-ins. I was doing my research. I wasn't paying attention. Do you remember when we talked about that? We were talking about that was before all of this conversation started. I wasn't. I was I remember when we talked I wasn't about listening. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. everybody. <laughs> we, we, we love you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I he doesn't need the sword to let us know he's sleeping. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm just, I was researching. <laughs> but yeah, that, we've covered. <laughs> I think, I think we, we've covered driving. Yeah, they're making money. Uh, it was a suicide. It was a self-inflicted gunshot. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving away <laughs> from also, from uh, that, uh, yeah. I one of those. You know, one of those people that, like, is into, like, weird New Jersey book magazine type shit uh, did get it, inside yeah. the uh, the Amboy movie theater and took a whole bunch of photos. Uh, so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. post those to the group later. There's some, some pretty cool shots of, uh, I don't know what year these were taken. Oh, they were taken, like, a few months before the suicide. So whenever that police officer committed suicide, it was a few months before then. But there's some interesting photos of what a, it looks like inside an abandoned uh, movie theater that's been closed for years. Stop masturbating, uh, monkey. Stop <laughs> masturbating. I'm yeah, no, I was just going to say, um... Do you know if your Mahoney drive-in, the one that you like to go to, Ghoul, is doing any stuff recently, or or if they should completely shut down? Well, no, they don't normally open until like another week, two, maybe even a month from here. Um, oh, okay. So they always have like a whole big thing, but but uh, I don't I don't think they're open yet. I might be wrong, but oh, okay. 
Yeah, I was going to say they shouldn't be open yet. They usually open like later in the spring, more towards summer, um, when they oh, start okay. releasing what they're going to be doing. Yeah. So, and they make a lot in the fall. Uh, all right. So, Doc, yeah. uh, what else do you have for us? Dean, Dean, not Doc. Dean. A transition period. Uh, the others, uh, the movie well, with you transition from a doctor with is getting a modern day, yeah, like when you transition from modern a day remake one. from Sentinel <laughs> Entertainment. Uh, because of today's current climate of self isolation, uh, the remake of for the others is going to be a timely uh, reinvention and modernization of the concept. Uh, you know, so that will be coming down the pipe at some point. Uh, a remake of The Others. I like The Others. I think it's a pretty cool ghost story movie. Uh, I don't know yeah. how I feel about a remake. I don't think I care. No, I, I don't, because they, the thing is about The Others is that that Nicole Kidman movie was based on The Turn of the Screw, um, yeah, which is a, a Henry James story. But then they also did The Turning earlier this year, which is also based on that. So it's to remake the others, it's like you're basically just doing another remake of The Turn of the Screw. So, but you're putting yeah, it in the, modern the, day. The, the others, uh, you know, when when The Sixth Sense showed up on the scene and uh, was humongously popular, The Others was one of the ones that quickly followed in its heels uh, as there was a whole slate of, like, these more, like, mature-themed horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came after the Sixth Sense. The other was definitely one of those, and I enjoyed it. I saw that in the theater when yeah. it came out because yeah, I, me too. I liked the Return of Gothic Horror. Um, but then also yeah, there you was have, another one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the name of the one that Harrison Ford was in? Um, well, Harrison Ford, beneath. and uh, yeah, that one came in the heels of the Sixth Sense. There was a whole bunch of those, like. Adult American haunting like, horror movies with like <laughs> adult characters, not um, you know, not like teenagers getting chased by rain slickered uh, hookmen. Yeah, and it was kind of cool that it came at that time where you get a break from you know the teen slasher uh, element because I know that they're also going to be remaking the Night of the Hunter, um, which is a William Lawton movie from 1955 starring Robert Mitchum that they already remade back in the 90s. So now they're getting another remake. Of Night of the Hunter, the original 1955 version is the best. If you want to watch a movie with Robert Mitchum playing a deranged priest, that's also a con man. Uh, the fact that it's made in 1955 is oh, amazing. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. I'm a huge fan of that original Robert Mitchum film, but apparently that's also getting a remake. That I'm like, ah, fine, <laughs> do it. You know, I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it. The originals are there. I probably won't be watching it because there's already been another remake that was terrible. So just watch the uh, the Robert Mitchum version, you'll be fine. But you know it's, uh, you know I don't know, just that original is so perfect. But it's another one of those kind of obscure ones, you know, that's getting remade. Where I can see it being a lifetime. I can't imagine it being released in theaters. <laughs> it's like it's a lifetime. People will watch it. They'll have a good time. Hallmark Channel. The theaters. <laughs> yeah, because they did a remake of the Bad Seed, the Patty McCormick movie from years ago. Uh, they remade it uh, about a year or so ago with Rob uh, Rob Lowe, and they put it on Lifetime, and it was actually pretty good, but it wasn't a theater version. You know, it's uh, I'm not going to go see it in the theater, but if you put it on Lifetime, I might watch it. That's what they did. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Dean? Lifetime television. Full Moon Entertainment already coming down the pipe has completed their satirical, uh, timely zombie movie called Corona Zombies. Uh, it was going to be released uh, on April 10th. 
if you go to their website between April 10th, <laughs> you can go to their website between April 10th and 12th and use the code C220, you can get a one-month subscription for $2.37 and get to watch Corona Zombies. Can't wait. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, we talked about it. You know, they're originally going to release it on 420, but I guess they're releasing it now on April 10th, which is fine. You know, I mean, I'll check it out, you know, but I don't know if I really want to be a subscription member to Full Moon Features. I'm not a huge fan of those uh, movies, but I just want to see what they do with Corona Zombies. You know, Strike While Behind the like I talked about. Oh, I would hope that all the Evil Bong movies would be on there because those are just so quality. They're there. <laughs> those are on like those are on Tubi or something. There's somewhere all of those movies. And the Ginger Dead Man with Evil Bong movies. <laughs> <laughs> They're there if you want it. So, um, all right. What's really sad is I actually think I have like some kind of expectation for the Evil Bong. Like I really thought it would be somewhat good. <laughs> yeah. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I toyed with the idea of, of I toyed with the idea of my next six or seven picks in a row being Evil Bong two, three, four, five, and st- like just doing all of those in a row for my picks. But then I decided not to. But see, that would be keeping in line with your character, picking just just a horrific car accident type movies for us to cover. So I wouldn't <laughs> mind that. I mean, I only do that once in a while. I go, I come and go with with those kinds of picks. Well, we'll see. We'll talk about this movie later tonight. <laughs> so if, if I can interject real quick, um, they're friends of our show, and this morning, um, you know, they put something up, and, you know, as a proud supporter of all indie and just horror in yeah. general, the, tw- the Twisted Twins currently have T-shirts available at uh, Fast yes, Custom Shirts. Uh, I think it's fastcustomshirts.com. Um, it's a mm-hmm. really killer-looking T-shirt. It's got the two of them. They're scantily clad, and there's, like, blood on the shirt. It's really neat-looking. So, you know, it was it's well worth the price, um, which is not astronomical. I think it's, like, 15 bucks. Um, do it up. Get over there. Check them out. Look up the, the Saska sisters and see what they're selling, man, because it's pretty fucking rad. And this way you get I to support that, yeah. them a little bit while, you know, while everybody's sitting home. Yeah, I saw that. I might actually buy it because I'm a huge fan of the Saskas, so I might actually have to buy that shirt, um, you know, just to support them. And also, uh, I found out from Thomas Ryan on Facebook that the Theater of Terror's movie that you were a part of with Endangered is free now online. You can watch it completely what? free. Don't even need to buy it. He's putting it out there free for everybody that's stuck in quarantine. Do we have a link for this on the Talking Terror page? Because I would love to see the ghoul in this movie. I want to go back and research uh, Thomas Ryan's Facebook page, but he did mention that he's going to be putting it up for free for people to watch. As so, that as is an artist, that is awesome. I, I have not been in contact with any of this. You know, like I've I've done with the project, so I've moved on. <laughs> yeah. no I, do, I do know that the next theater of terror project was, you know, in the starting points, um, and I know they are working towards that. So yes, please go and check out everything to do with the Theater of Terror, so that we can support their their next project. That's right. Well. All right, Dean. What else do we have? If you ever thought about no Adolf Hitler's grandson and no. what it would be like if Adolf Hitler's grandson decided to try and put uh, Hitler's ideas back into place 
and thought, <laughs> what kind of hero would the world need to to defend him? You would be interested in checking out Cowley. Conrad the Bavarian. Conrad the Bavarian, uh, a web uh, film series of eight short episodes. Uh, the uh, first episode is available for streaming now uh, on their on their on their YouTube channel. Uh, there's going to be eight episodes, and Conrad the Bavarian apparently is a beer abusing, shotgun wielding, Nazi hating hero that is going to defeat the Nazi party in modern day times. They promise a rollicking they promise a rollicking blood splattered fill time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is, okay. All right. So we have that. All right. So is that, uh, is that a complete trauma project? <laughs> oh, I don't think they would touch that. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, uh, I'm sorry, but I think that when I think of barbarians, there's only two that well, three I guess that come to mind: Conan, and then the twins. <laughs> what are they? They're seven, what are they? Like partially retarded truckers? Is that what it says in the advertisement? Uh, that was yeah. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Not, okay. not Luke Rigno with that awesome Her- Hercules movie he did? <laughs> no. No, <laughs> nope. No, and I and I don't think of uh, of Dolph Lundgren and Red Sonja either. You know. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> All right, Dean. So okay. what else do you have for us? If you want to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th, you want to be my lover. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> you would want to check out. Uh, the Demon Vegan uh, and Gemini Crow uh, and check out their Friday the 13th hot sauce. Uh, they've teamed up with Ari Lehman, who played the very first Jason as a young boy in the original Friday the 13th movie, to come up with uh, first Jason's 40, uh, their, their hot sauce featuring uh, diced tomato, habaneros, brown sugar, pineapple, jalapeno, molasses, honey, and crushed red pepper. Uh, They're only making 250 bottles. Uh, They are $13 not signed by Ari Lehman and $30 if they are signed by Ari Lehman. Uh, They expect them to sell out fast. Uh, So you can go to the Gemini Crow Demon Vegan website and get yourself a bottle of first Jason's 40th uh, hot sauce. Is this the part now, Doc, where you look it up and then and then you tell us it's sold out? No, I was on their website today. <laughs> as of as of this afternoon, it's available. I actually almost bought one, and then I thought, and then I then I had a then I had a moment of clarity. Mm. <laughs> But that, that link uh, that the, uh, the Dean was just talking about is now available on the Talking Terror page. So if you want to click that link and buy yourself some Aria Lehman hot sauce bottles that are signed, go for it. Not me. I don't think I will. I, I don't think it's worth uh, 30 bucks. but <laughs> for some hot sauce. But hey, listen, I bought JR's hot sauce back in the day. It was pretty good. But they used to call me Doggy Door Dean. All right. So from hot sauce to what's next, Dean? 
I'm so sorry to upset you, King of Horror, but Jordan Peele's Candyman is now moving to September, along with everything else in the cinematic universe. Yes, it is. Except but for the Marvel. Actually, I kind of like that date. Just moved to November. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we will get uh, Candyman, the Nia DaCosta film, on September 25th, rather than in June. But I'm excited for it because it's at least a little bit closer to Halloween. So I feel like it's kind of more appropriate to release it in that September month when hopefully the theaters are back to normal and you can watch it. Because I'm still excited for it. I can't wait. I'll be there. <laughs> you know, good <laughs> or bad, I'll be in the theater to see Candyman. Because I can't wait for it. I've been watching the trailer nonstop because mm-hmm. I have nothing else to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, the trailer looks same good, name, man. Like same on name. It, it, it definitely looks like it's got some potential. <laughs> so it just it looked good. So yeah, that's been moved back. But like all these movies are being moved back. Like uh, M Night Shyamalan's movies are being moved back again. You know, the one he was supposed Aww. to release next year has been pushed back yes. <laughs> until further notice. Well, that hasn't even gone into production yet. Uh, they were planning to go into production, and as soon as all of the dust clears around right now, it'll be going into production immediately. But yes, it's it's been pushed back. It's actually. Uh, I saw it's been pushed back indefinitely. I don't even see like a, like a date or, or a year on it. Yeah, because had that one was supposed to come out in 2021, and then the other one coming out in 2023. So that movie's still going. 2023 yes. one, but 2021 uh, one, no date yet. So yeah, so it got pushed uh, that back first one actually had an exact date of filming. February 26th, uh, 221, but it's all it's all indefinite now. Well, yeah, they can't film like anything, money. Yeah. No, but that's just M. Night Shyamalan being M. Night Shyamalan. It hasn't even started and it's already been pushed back. See, what a twist. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. Makes sense. Makes, makes, makes sense to me. But uh, as far as film getting we were told that, and again, this is like not really our genre, but we've talked about it. Uh, as we've been told that we were going to get a fifth Indiana Jones film, on July 9th, no. 2021, uh, that's now been pushed back to July 22. Uh, Spielberg had pulled out of directing, and they've been trying to come to a deal with James Mangold to direct, and they're still trying to hammer that deal out and make it happen. Uh, they still say that this is going to be a continuation of the Indiana Jones story with Harrison Ford, uh, sure. now getting pushed back to July 22. Like, I, 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 I'm... I'm not a betting man, but I'm, I'm I'm I have doubts about this ever seeing the light of day, man. No. I, I, I'm just curious how much do they how much did, how much did, how much did they have to pay Spielberg to pull out? <laughs> Probably a pretty petty. Because he's so busy these days. Yeah, well, because he's been you know he's been busy working on his um, amazing stories over there. <laughs> at, at CBS All Access, and those those After Dark stories for Quibi. So, no, yeah, I, thought, oh, that's right. uh, I thought Amazing Stories was Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I uh, still haven't and, watched. And, and I've been seeing ads on television about Quibi and how they're having a, tri- um, a I believe a free trial of some kind because they're running ninety that days. Now of it, it, yep, ninety days. Yeah, I put it. <laughs> I said on the uh, I said on the on the on the group the other day. I I signed up for the 90 day free trial. Uh, I have not. I did, I downloaded the app, did the trial. I have not checked out any of the content yet. I'll probably be doing that over the next couple of days. But I did go for it. I'm gonna give it a give it a whirl with the 90 days and, and see what what. 
Just just remember, like the ghoul said, make sure you click that little box of unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Don't get stuck with it. If you don't like it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ten-minute bites, it could be fun. Who knows? I mean, I, I haven't done it myself. I mean, I'm, I'm so busy with Shudder right now. I'm just knee-deep in Shudder content. <laughs> it's just, I've been nothing but watch Shudder movies recently. And all their content, like Curse Films, that new doc series that came out about all the Curse Films that the, the dude mm-hmm. talked about previously on the show. They just premiered the latest episode of Exorcist last Friday. That was amazing. So if you have Shudder and you want to watch a cool doc series about Curse Films, uh, that's definitely the one you want to check out. Now, is that where the new Robert England series is? Is, is that on No, that's Shutter on Travel Channel. That's on oh, Travel okay. Channel. It's True Terror. That's on Travel Channel. Mm. Um, Curse Films is exclusive to Shudder, so, and they release it weekly. I, I was hoping I could binge it because it's only going to be five uh, episodes, but no, they're going to release it weekly. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> watch the next Aww. one. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you watch the, 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 uh, the Robert England show, King? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yep. How, how yep. is it? I, he is fantastic as the host, doing a Rod Serling type approach to how he hosts it. Um, bringing up these murder cases that happened back in the 20s and the 30s. I've only watched the first episode so far, um, but I can't wait for more. Like he, he is a perfect host. Just adds that kind of creepy element, the haunting element to it. The production is really good. So if you guys get a chance to check out True Terror, it's well worth your time. All right, cool. And then on the flip side, you said also HBO is doing a 90-day of or 500 hours free or something like that? Yeah, of, of their content, but you can only do it on their apps, I found out, uh, like HBO Go and HBO Now. So you can't really do it on your TV. You have to download the apps, but you can watch, like, True Blood and Carnival and all the other shows that they produced, um, 500 hours worth of content, all the seasons that are available for all the shows. Um, but, yeah, you can only do it through the app, you know, so you can't really watch it just on regular HBO, which is unfortunate, but they're trying to push that app. They're trying to get people to download it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, so what else you got, Dean? Uh, that's pretty much, Ooh. I think that sums it up. Okay. Okay. Right, so that is it. All right. So moving away from tales of terror that are happening right now in our world, we have the Ebola syndrome from 1996 to talk about, directed by Herman Yao. Uh, Dean, this Yay. is your pick for tonight. So why don't you break us <laughs> into this movie? Let's get started. Uh, so, uh, here we have <laughs> Ebola syndrome, uh, from 1996. Uh, it's considered from, from China and Hong Kong, a category three exploitation film, uh, which is how they would rate this nonsense over there. Uh, this film stars Anthony Wong as Kai <laughs> and, uh, directed category three <laughs> and <laughs> directed by Fucking Herman Yang. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Kai is a, a, a convict from Hong Kong and he escapes uh, to South Africa after killing his former boss and boss's wife's assistant uh, in South Africa. He works at a Chinese restaurant and one day he travels to the South African tribe and, uh, that's infected with Ebola virus and uh, Kai decides to rape and kill a dying tribe member who happens to have the virus, which he contracts. However, uh, he happens to be immune to it. Uh, he 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 can carry it, but he doesn't get affected by it. Um, he then, at his Chinese restaurant that he works, because he, he's a murderer, uh, he kills his new boss and boss's wife, 
uh, ends up infecting them, but then he chops them up and makes them into hamburgers that he serves in the restaurant, which then infects everyone all over South Africa. Uh, and then, yeah. then he flees back to Hong Kong uh, to infect more people along the way. And uh, there we have the basic premise from Ebola syndrome. From he sure does. And I just, you know, with 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 viruses all the rage these days, I, I figure why not we see a film about a virus? Okay. All right. So, uh, Ghoul, what'd you think about <laughs> the Ebola syndrome? <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, listen, man, uh, as as Dean mentioned, you know, last week when he announced that this was his pick, this isn't the first time I've seen this movie. So, this will probably be the only time I remember this movie, because the last time we watched it, we must have been really, really, really fucking flying. Um, (laughs) We were, dude. We were probably stoned out of our minds. Yes. Um, so, yes, without a doubt. With that, with that being said, I literally had like very little memory of this movie as a whole. Now, the funny thing is, did you? Re- okay, go ahead. I, uh, I remember the beginning of this movie. Like as soon as it kicked off, I was like, "Holy shit! Yes, okay, I totally remember this movie now." Um, it's weird looking at this film though with a comedic eye considering the events that are going on in real life at the moment. And that's the only thing that kind of like edged me as far as that goes. The whole movie is old, though. I don't know. It's your typical fair fucking virus shit fucking overseas. That's what it is. Monkey, what'd you think about Ebola syndrome? All right. So once again, we have the deans that are making a horror pick based on food because that's what the dean does. Um, and not and not only that, he found a way to tie it into one of his previous picks, Bun Man, because this is the lead because yeah. the, the lead actor in the set plays Kai also plays the lead in Bun Man. So Bun nice Man. job on you, Dean. <laughs> Um, he he was also in a, like one of my favorite uh, foreign films, Initial D. It's it's a great great uh, movie based on a manga, just about street racing. But either way, um, yeah, this movie is like the way it started off. I could have sworn we were going to be going into trauma territory, uh, and it edges that. It really really does throughout the entire thing. Um, and like the ghoul said, it's like. You know, I'm watching this movie, and, you know, it's got some really messed up dark humor in here. Um, and it goes literally all over the map. Um, but all of that being said, aside from all of the horrible uh, tackiness and cheesiness that's in this movie, they do actually take a moment to actually um, explain in a really simple, very effective way how, how the virus is spread. When they uh have that entire moment in the shopping center and they're showing the mist moving from one person to another person. You know, in this day and age, I think maybe more people should be watching from at least that part of the movie. Yeah. But it, it's like, you know, aside from everything else, it was a very, that, I thought that moment was actually a very effective moment. Well, the rest of the movie, you know, I, I had some weird, fucked up fun, and I, 
I'm not sure if I should feel as comfortable as I do think I had fun watching this movie. <laughs> you had more fun than you thought you would, didn't you? Didn't yeah. You a little fun to you. <laughs> yeah, <it> did. <laughs> King, what did you think of this movie? Well, you know, it was the Ebola syndrome. I had never seen it. You know, I saw that it was a Hong Kong Category 3. So I was like, all right, so this is one of the nasty ones. You know, this is a nasty one. You know, this is violence. You know, it's not going to be a lot of rape, a lot of nudity. And then I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, you know what? This seems so much like Bun Man. Like, this is just Bun Man with Ebola. And then I look up the director, and I'm like, oh, my God, he fucking directed Bun Man. So... I'm essentially watching Bun Man, but with a bowl thrown in there. Because <laughs> yep. that's just what it felt. It just felt like I was rewatching Bun Man, except now we have a bowl thrown into the mix. You know, it, it's the same story. It's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna kill my boss and his wife. <laughs> after after I, I fuck this boss's prostitute wife, I'm going to murder him and the wife, and then I'm going to abscond to another place. And open and be in a restaurant where I'm also being treated like a quote unquote slave for my boss and his wife that treat me like shit because I'm an escaped convict and nobody wants to deal with me. It just it it felt just like Bud Man. <laughs> it just I mean, except now you have a ball thrown in the mix. I I didn't like it. I was like, man, when is this movie gonna be over? I fucking hate the main character. You know, I just wanted to see him fucking get killed and every chance that he could get killed. Hated it I hated it. I love I how. In the opening sequence, when when the boss discovers what's going on, and the boss makes his wife pee on him, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just the, yeah, the fact that you have hot tie, you know, this, eliminating everybody in this room, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, he's gonna kill the little girl too because Herman Yao does not care about kids either, so he's gonna fucking eliminate this kid real fast. And I'm waiting for it, and no, it doesn't happen. The other guy walking in the room going, what are you doing? I killed everybody. Whatever. See you. <laughs> okay, but that, but that, it makes you think that because at the same time, it didn't stop him from showing you that, you know, he ties up the little girl. He covers her, you know, like just pours gasoline all over, you know, and he's looking for a match now to stare and set this little girl on fire. <laughs> right, and that guy goes, gonna do what, it. what are you doing? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm killing I just people. killed a bunch of people. He runs out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, ten, 10 years later, we're now in South Africa, where he's working at a Chinese restaurant, yeah. where he's just, he's just yeah. being belittled by the wife of the yeah. boss. And, yeah. you know, she doesn't care about yeah. me. She's so mean to me. Yeah. Everybody feel bad for me. No, fuck yeah. you, dude. I feel bad for you. Fucking yeah. murder. No, but it's like of all, of all the places to run to as well. It's like you you know, an Asian guy chooses Johannesburg, South Africa, to run to, and like who would have known Johannesburg, South Africa had a Chinatown? You know, <laughs> I mean every place okay. has a Chinatown. I think man. it's been I think it's been established that all around the world there are Chinatowns just set up in other countries. Oh, I'm sure. It's not like it's yeah. just limited to here. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it works for me. I, I didn't question it. I wasn't like, wow, they have a Chinese restaurant in South Africa. That's fucked up. That's weird. <laughs> it's just, I was like, it's another place. Like, you know, they just have it where people can eat and you could carry a pig to the restaurant and nobody turns an eye. Like, no, I'm just going to carry it to the kitchen. You know, these people don't respect me. And it's just, I, I, you know, going through it, it's him being like a slave to this boss because his boss hired him for cheap because he knows he's on the run for murder. 
So he's like, I could just treat him like however I want because if he fucks up, I'll just call the cops. So in a way, he's got the upper hand, mm. you know, where I could do whatever I want. Mm. Yeah, but then when we get to Johannesburg, man, that's when this movie really stops, uh, starts dropping the racism. I mean, seriously. Ooh, yeah. Like, <laughs> holy shit. You know. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's like cause the whites don't like the yellows. The yellows don't like the blacks. The blacks don't like the whites. You know, and, you know, everyone's well, just, nobody you know. Yeah, mm. but I'm just saying it, it threw me off just because, again, we're, you know, watching a Hong Kong movie. I was not expecting the N-word to get dropped so damn much in this fucking movie. So casually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's one of those things where... The well, yeah. it on the regular. What? Moving on. Yeah. How about the... In the casino, when you know you have uh, you know high, you know trying to get the prostitute, he's I'll give you money to fuck me, I'll give you money more, I'll give you all this money. She's like, I don't fucking fuck you know yellows, I only do whites. I'm like, whoa, okay, all right, so we're here, (laughs) we're enjoying this right now, okay, so yeah, you know, and and the whole scene of the boss and the wife fucking in the bed, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh (laughs) my god, he's doing all the. Superman! <laughs> what <It's> are you? <laughs> and but and 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 it's not just that they're fucking, it's the way they're fucking where it's like a oh, weird yeah. ass fucking seesaw. You know? <laughs> and well, that's some common shit right there. I guess you ain't never done oh, yeah. yeah. My dick's not big enough to do that to any woman, okay? That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> if I it's try that, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> um, but you know, Ghoul, you're the porn king on the, between all of us. It's like you know, watching international porn. Is this a standard for how they fuck over in Asia, like, or do they just fuck like everybody else? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've seen, like, those Kama Sutra books and all those old-school, like, too, art yeah. games of different, like, weird fucking sex things. Um, I, you yeah. know what this reminded me of, actually? This reminded me of the movie Loverboy. Because wasn't the... Oh, know, yeah. Loverboy is like, on something every similar. And I think I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> but then the we had all this... Of, uh, of Loverboy. <laughs> well, Papa, I like that Papa. movie. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love that movie. That movie's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey just ruled in that movie. Yeah. yeah, one last favorite Patrick and, Dempsey movie. Um, but, but then it's like, you know, we've got our, you know, our main character here who's run all the way to fucking South Africa. And then somehow the shit that he tried to light up He's on fire. run by white people. Show, <laughs> no, no, this is after apartheid, isn't it? Or is this when yeah, Mandela yeah, was kind sure. of like moving around and all that shit? It, I gotta it, think it, it's it, after ninety six. I think it's post apartheid. Or again, depending on what it, version of reality you live in, he might have been dead. You know, so since we don't know which universe certain people are Mandela from, effect. it could be the universe in which Mandela was dead, and that's why it seems like it's still so fucked up over there. Well, and also when they're fucking, Man. he takes a. Uh, you have Kai taking a piece of meat and just beating his shit with his fucking meat. You know, listening to them <laughs> fucking. And then he just puts it back into the bowl and he's like, yeah, it's good. 
I'm going to use that later. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Dean. Okay, this 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 posed for me a lot of uh, a lot of questions here. Now, obviously, yeah. I know you are too refined of a of an individual and a human being to ever stick your dick in a piece of meat. But now that being said, <laughs> I hope so anyway. That being said, with all of the different kitchens and restaurants and whatnot that you've worked in, have you ever come across a person that has ever? Fucked a piece of meat, or has ever come across as possibly being <laughs> fucking a piece of meat? I mean, I've never. This is not something I've never like opened up to the walk-in refrigerator door into like a scene. Uh, with that being said, I, I, I have worked with you know all kinds of people in my long career in restaurants, and uh, you know there are there's a few characters I've met along the way that I. Wouldn't be surprised if I heard that something like that had taken place, but I, I have no, I have no, uh, you know, true stories of that to, to share. <laughs> well, that then, that's for some reason I can totally see him doing this for the right amount of money. Who? The initials are C and G. Um, he worked over at uh, okay. at Broy's. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but then to pick, but then to pick ah! back on what the ghoul just said. Okay, for all of the establishments that you've worked at and all the fine characters you work with, have you ever possibly seen a bat wing or the goat? <laughs> <laughs> the brain. <laughs> it's the brain. Uh, it's probably great waiting reference. Entirely possible. It's the waiting reference I like in Monkey. But to your point, Monkey, as well, you have brought up the fact that Lily, who was a kid that almost got lit on fire by Kai, is now in South Kai Africa at the exact same restaurant where she's working. And she's like, oh, my God, i got to go to the bathroom and puke because I know who that is. And that's the guy that killed my parents when I was a kid, and we got to fucking tell the police. Yeah, because for some reason we have this stupid fucking thing with her where somehow – she can still smell the blood of her parents or something like that on him. Mm-hmm. So anytime she's near him, she she gets nauseous and wants to throw up. You know, she she says anytime she smells blood, but for some reason, it's specifically only him. You know, not the blood in the restaurant, not the blood of all the frogs that are getting chopped up all over the fucking place, all over the fucking screen and shit like that, which is, you know, <laughs> kind of kind of fucked up looking. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that was that was those were real frogs getting chopped up by a real chef. Um, yes, they were. Yep. But but yeah, so now we have this funky you know ESP thing going on where every time she's around him, you know the smell of blood makes her nauseous. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's just that. So, I think it's that she smells death on him. Um, you know, in almost mm-hmm. like a way, it's like, kind of like a sixth sense of sorts. Right. It's just it's a way to it's throw her into the story. Ten years later, sometimes um, smell sickness. Um, yeah. so then you get into the the South African Ooh. part of this movie where they're going the to cat, get Doctor Sleep knows when it's time for the people to die. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The no. scene where the boss and Kai have to go to you know out of their way to get pork from the blacks because they have the best pork and they could do it for cheap. And then you well, just have this extended scene. Because the South African white motherfuckers trying to rip them off for of 500 bucks a pig. <laughs> now, I know yeah. they're fairly large pigs. 
Uh, Dean, again, something that I know you've purchased before is a pig. How much does a pig normally cost here in America? Uh, I spent on a pig that was around four, like a small, like small pig, but uh, mm-hmm. the pig that I would buy was always around like 40 to 45 pounds. And, uh, you know, every year, like the price is like a little different uh, based on the market, but uh, usually around 135 to 145 bucks, something in that range. Okay, so now Johnny, Maybe a little more. the pig that he got from that guy, $500 probably isn't astronomical. Well, didn't he want probably 400 not. I mean, too? I was get, you know, I was like I said, I was getting a pig. I was getting a pig that can fit in the back of the barrel, uh, you know, forty pounder. Uh, you yeah. know, barbecue restaurants. You know, they're, you're you're getting pigs that are like four or five hundred pounds. Uh, so uh, I have a friend on the East Coast that uh, you know raises like is in with a couple of other people on like raising some of like the high quality uh, pigs and raising them to the best product. standards. For then, for then, uh, for then butchering and like those pigs, those <laughs> pigs get to like four or five hundred pounds. So, um, yeah. you know, if I'm paying, uh, if I'm let's say I'm paying, uh, you know, for a forty pound pig, I'm spending you know four bucks a pound. So that's uh, you know one hundred and sixty bucks. Uh, you know, imagine a four hundred pound or a two hundred pound or a three hundred pound pig. So yeah, that's not astronomical though. Mm. Okay, but then meanwhile, out on the plane, okay, we we, we oh, have the Kai get, and his the boss. The prices get lower the bigger the pig. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you know, so we've got them out there, out on the plains and shit like that, and we just sit there and have all this wildlife all around this fucking truck, and all I could think of was like fucking Zoo America, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was all like for stock footage too, man. It was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of the elephants yeah, and the cheetahs and the leopards. Yeah, yeah. But but then we actually but you know they gotta stop and take a piss, and that's when they run into you know a, a wee tiny cheetah, that's not very happy to see them. <laughs> yeah, Kai pisses all over himself. You piss in my truck. <laughs> but it, yeah, you got this extended sequence in this village where there's a, a zoo tribe, and you have of course Kai going, look at that, look at that chick, she looks drunk. Look at those nipples. They look like fucking raisins. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. So I bet you shut up. Virgin. <laughs> they, they, mm-hmm. they look like old dried out prunes. Look how big they are. <laughs> yeah. But when they talk to the, the leader of the village, it's cheap to get the pigs. It's a he does kid. say that he wants $200 a piece for the pigs, and oh, they give him 300 they like, 300 He's like, okay. So they do kind of rip <laughs> him off in a way because he wants 400 total, and they give him 300 He's like, okay, I'll take 300 <laughs> yeah, well, that's because they were taking advantage of the fact that he couldn't count. Like, I like that little detail. Yeah. Like, you see the guy trying to count on his fingers, and then the guy yeah. goes, oh, 300. But this is the place where you see the Ebola running rampant with these bodies. Like, you see the, the infections, and you see the, you know, these little protrusions on these bodies. You know, they obviously have something wrong with them. Mm. You know, and then you have the one guy doing mm. Ozzy Osbourne where he rips off the head of the chicken and just mm. spits the blood in there. <laughs> you know. Well, well, that's the thing is we don't, at this point, we don't know it's a, a, you know, this is Ebola. All we know is it's 
it looks like a possibly either a he, you know what's supposed to be a healing or possibly a mass funeral. You know, all, all we see no, is no. They you know, even say the, later that those you clearly see these motherfuckers are sick, and they clearly knew oh, yeah. those people were sick because he even says it later. He goes, "Oh yeah, there was." Because when he's talking to his doctor friend after Kai gets sick, he's like, "Oh yeah, well we visited this tribe and everybody there was sick and dying." I mean, you had dead bodies all over the place, man. There's no fucking. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, fuck that, dude. Everything that happens to these characters after this, they deserve it. They deserve every stinking fucking thing about it. The boss especially. Oh, your boss, yeah, but Kai especially, because he finds that one Zulu girl walking through, and he decides to take that time to fuck her. And (laughs) when she starts getting sick, and she spits the Ebola into his face... And he's like, get oh, off my man. dick, get off my dick. When he runs no, to the truck actually, later, boss is like, what happened to you? He's like, nothing, no one's talking about it. No, because no, I actually have a note here in my notes. Ask school what it's like to fucking Ebola chick. <laughs> he wouldn't know. It is the worst, I'll he's tell fine. you, man. It's, it's bad <laughs> stuff, dude. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what, there were nights... There were nights in Asbury Park that I'd really rather not uh, fucking recollect. <laughs> I can give. All, I can tell all those stories for you if you want. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> it's all on the podcast. Um, but yeah, you have Ty getting the Ebola, going back home, being sick, and yeah, the boss yeah, is like, "Well, we have to give him his medicine. We have to take care of him." The wife's like, "Let's just let him go. <laughs> we'll dump him in a swamp." Cares. He's sick. He's a convict. He's like, yeah, where else are we going to find cheap help? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the point where, like, the Gord said, these people get what they deserve. I agree. The boss deserved what he got in this particular thing. But, but this is also when the boss points out that he, too, is a wanted criminal. You know, he says, yeah, but you know, Kyle, not only is that out there. criminal. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you have to save this guy because he's cheap. I was like, no, you know, I'm with your wife, man. <laughs> Just drop him off in the swamp and be done with him. Because he's sick. He's not going to get any better. You know, and, and, and again, yeah. like the Gullet said, these people, they all get what they deserve <laughs> in some way or another. <clears throat> because Kai but, is not having any of this. He's going to make this wife pay for bullying him. Yeah, but, and I find it funny that, like, he, we have that moment of him going to visit the doctor and, you know, the doctor opens the door and he's like, no, no, don't fucking touch the goddamn thing. Okay, where'd you touch the door? Where'd you touch the door up? Put this fucking mask on. And, it's, and again, it's just so relevant to what's going on now of the yeah. panic that's yeah. going on. Make sure you wear a mask. You know, make sure you don't touch a fucking thing. You know, and people going around wiping everything down antiseptic. Well, our, yeah. our wonderful governor here has put through an executive order that, you know, now in order to even shop at a store, you're supposed to wear a mask or a mouth covering of some sort. Um, you know, That's I, here getting like that here. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I actually sent him a tweet uh, showing a video from, uh, from some Italians that uh, put together a couple of masks and showed you pretty much the uselessness of the majority of masks. Um, there's about three of them, three types that actually worked and kept the, the majority of aerosols in. The rest of them all pretty right. much let shit through, uh, which right. kind of defeats the whole purpose of everybody having to wear a mask, uh, let alone a fucking bandana or something like that. 
<laughs> but this is when the doctor also explained, like you just said, wear a mask and then keep an eye out for the symptoms because the symptoms are first fever and then allergy. Then within 72 hours, um, your internal organs start to dissolve. Then you start to bleed out <laughs> externally. And then people can get infected by saliva, blood, semen. Yeah. Semen. But that's when they make a good... Uh, <laughs> yeah, sailor. But <laughs> that's when they sit there and make that note. About 1 in 10 million can be a carrier without actually getting the disease themselves. Like Kai, who is a carrier, but he's immune to it. So that way, you know, when he rapes, you know, the wife of his boss, you know, he just fucks with her the entire time. And then when the boss comes home and he tries to fight back, it's, it's a great sequence because you have them fighting. He's trying to save his wife. But when he puts the guy's fucking head in the door, her butt. <laughs> he kills his boss and then, yeah, and just pop off the head. Now you're going to be sensual. Now you're going to give me a blowjob. I will give you a blowjob. Be sexy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Taiwanese women are the best. (laughs) I don't know. Again, I know that that the whole... I'm not trying to be insensitive about it. Um, It's the last thing that I'd want to be. I never understand in any of these rape scenarios the oral sex aspect of it. Like, I know that my my dick is very sensitive, and uh, if a woman has my penis in her mouth and I'm forcing it in her mouth, you know, against her will, like, why don't you just bite the fucking thing? Because believe me, the last thing that person is going to do is come after you at that point because they're going to be screaming bloody murder because you bit their dick off. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I I I agree 100% here with with you, Goal. Is like just you yeah. know, and ladies listening, you know, if you are ever put in this kind of scenario, just remember, just bite, bite the, the fucking dick. thing off. <laughs> feel bad. Yeah. Don't feel scared. Just bite the dick. Last yeah. house on the left, 1972. They did that at the end sequence with Weasel, yeah. where Mrs. Collingwood yeah. bit his fucking dick off and spit it out. Goddamn right. That's what you get because you're an asshole and you're a rapist. But when, yeah. when he kills both of the boss and the wife, that's when he decides that he's going to make African buns. And I was like, okay, bug man, you go ahead and make your African buns. <laughs> and now you're going to sell hamburgers. And he's like, I've made so many hamburgers. Yay, we're yeah, going to sell yeah, them to everybody. Uh, yeah, as soon as this happened, I was like, fucking Sweeney Todd? It's like, is this where we just went now? <laughs> With the meat pies? Yeah, no, he makes hamburgers. And then he serves them to everybody. And then you get that gross fucking scene showing people eating and fucking ripping and he's fucking, I'm like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> just, mm, it's so good. Now. Need another one. I'm like, oh, gross. And what's his meat? Oh, that's the butt. <laughs> yeah, you're eating the butt meat. The fleshiest part. I'm like, ugh. The butt is the best the part. Um, the human I'm not butt. Are you? <laughs> No, it's just, but at the same time, it's like going in, Especially you know, it's supposed to be scary. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we, it's just, we have this whole Sweeney Todd moment, like you said, of just, you know, going in here and everyone's just feasting down on the whole thing. Um, 
But, you know, shortly after that, you know, after they do, oh, that's right. And then Lily gets a hunch that possibly, you know, and then. And then. (laughs) But. But then all of a sudden, Lily gets this notion in her head that that was definitely the killer, and they want she wants to go to the police on a hunch. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. They're like, hey, listen, that's all you need. You can't get it on a hunch. <laughs> you know, this guy is the one that you want. This is the killer. We can't go on a hunch, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So after he kills the boss and his wife and starts pulling these burgers, he's like, I'm out of here. Going back to Hong Kong. That makes sense. <laughs> so long, assholes. <laughs> Where I'm wanted, I'll just go back to Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Nowhere yeah, else, just you know, Hong Kong. Yeah, specifically Hong Kong, not not mainland Asia or anything like that. You know, or you know, you know, maybe go to fucking California. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> you got all this money. You have all your boss's money. You can go anywhere the fuck you want, and you decide to go back to Hong Kong, where you're wanted for fucking murder anyway. <laughs> okay, sure, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> But now he's grown a mustache and he's cut his hair mm. short, and so now he's going to go back with all this money and he's going to mm. get the prostitute so he can fuck the mm. shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. Well, yeah. Yeah, but when he put, but then, but then when he gets the hat and the suit and the must and the glasses and the mustache, it's like it just made him look so Charlie Chan. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Definitely Charlie Chan. But it's like my appearance has completely changed because now I have eyeglasses and I have a mustache and my hair is short, so nobody's going to recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open up a store in, in San Francisco and sell gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Not gremlins. Oh, no, you don't want to mess with those. Remember the three rules. <laughs> but, yeah, he goes and he gets prostitutes and, you know, he has sex with them. He's having fun. But now he's spreading that virus. And now you start seeing the people that have eaten these burgers starting to die and having these lesions on their bodies and they can't figure out what the fuck it is. So you have the coroner. You know, doing an autopsy on a body, saying the the everything's melted in this body. Like you know, everything is just gone to mush, yeah. and we don't know what this okay. is, but it's everybody's getting it now. Yeah. Okay, um, like we we have the funny seizures moments where you know everyone's having seizures at the exact same time. You know, everyone's doing really <laughs> bad seizure impressions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um. <laughs> But then I just want, like I had a note here about during that whole section, I just really enjoyed the special effects of them cut, cutting the shit open. But but I really, really like the part that I really enjoyed about this whole autopsy were the sound effects that were being used during the thing. Oh, yeah. Just all all of those scraped raw scraping sounds that were just being used during that entire scene, <laughs> I thought really just made the gore that much better. Yeah, and at the same time in this movie, now you have uh, Young, you know, part of the Hong Kong Police Department, putting a uh, force together to figure out what the fuck is going on, you know, and who is this guy from South Africa that Lily, you know, basically gave a police composite sketch to about what he looks like. Um, <laughs> I love the one scene where they're talking about the burgers being infected, and then you have the one uh, girl working for the police eating a burger at the same time, just sort of immediately spitting it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and just, and just start gargling with it. Just start gargling like with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, like we have uh, Kai in Hong Kong now. He's got all this money. And then he goes to a woman that he used to mess around with, Har, yeah. who has an abusive boyfriend, husband, whatever it is. He's like, I got all this money now, so husband. I could be with you. Well, it's weird because they're talking – 
to each other like we've been introduced to this female before. Uh, we find out that this is like his his wife. Yeah. Yeah. His his yeah his previous wife. <laughs> yeah. Har. Yeah. And they're gonna start like a new like because it's 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 such a weird thing in this movie where she just kind of goes with it when he comes back and she's like I guess we could be together again. It's fine. She's a money grubbing home. <laughs> you know, no problem. Yeah, because <laughs> like the ghoul said, she wasn't really into it until he said, hey, but, uh, did I mention I'm rich? <laughs> yeah, well, start pulling out oh, wait, bills what? and shit. <laughs> I, mean, I ain't yeah. saying she's a um, gold digger, but she ain't going with no broke. <laughs> broke. <laughs> Kai. But, you know, but this is the part that the movie that I actually did like. Uh, and Monkey, you talked about it earlier with those classic 1996 effects of the mouth being open. So when they go to the clothing <laughs> store, oh, you know, uh, uh, the cough and sneeze, <laughs> and then you get to see people getting infected. Like they go to the ice cream store, aye, aye, aye. and the, the girl working at the ice cream store has a cut on her finger, and she takes away their cups, yeah. and now she's infected. So it's like a cool chain of events, you know, seeing these people but, get infected. But we also have, like, every time, like, there's almost a moment of some kind of infection going on, you have this, you know, you know, uh, r- really bad, like, PSA doom music playing, you know, because, like, right as the little girl's getting ready to pass the ice cream to Kai, you know, so he can take a taste of hers, you know, it's all this, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, George? George to Kai? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Ebola. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool way to, to show the passage of it. And now you have a complete outbreak of Ebola in Hong Kong because of this one fucking guy. All these people are fucking dying because of this guy passing it to everybody. You know, so it's a cool passage. Yeah, but um, and then when we have these outbreaks, okay, we have all these awesome shots of like just people going into. This- to the seizures all over the streets and shit like that. What fucking, where were you, okay, I'm sorry, where were you guys (laughs) watching this movie? Like, what what movie were you guys watching and where? Okay, because the only thing I could find this on was on YouTube, okay? It was a YouTube uncut version. Now, the problem with that is that this movie's obviously never been, like, treated in any way, shape, or form. The fucking film that is out is the only version of it. It is so blurry. You can barely see anything at any point. Oh, the my particles in the mouth. Yeah. yeah, I know. Mine was, I, I, yeah, know. I saw. I didn't watch. Yeah. I know I shared that link on YouTube last week, but that's I when I watched a different place. I was watching this online, and, and the version I watched was pretty clean. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, my yeah, um, my copy that I downloaded was really fucking clean. Uh, sorry, ghoul. Um, but <laughs> what I wanted YouTube, to get to the YouTube oh, copy looked like it was straight off a of fucking like somebody copied it off of a VHS, man. You got a copy of someone's copy off of the VHS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just wanted to say these outdoor shots, okay, where people are like at the train station and out in the, the middle of traffic and stuff like that, uh, and. You see all these other people start running from these people that are dropping and other people that are scaring and stuff. I'm curious if these people knew about these shots or if those were actual people in public, you know, and they just happened to be around the actors that were doing the shots at the time. That's a good point because they do a lot of those outdoor <laughs> shots towards the end where you're like, did anybody know <laughs> this movie was happening? Or is like just random people that are like, what the fuck? This person is dropping yeah, the because, ground. Uh, but because well, you have, I like, actually, you know, what – 
what oh, I sorry, wondered cool. with some Go of ahead. the scenes, what I wanted with some of the scenes were were they showing us stock footage of like some kind of like health class video or something. You know what I mean? Like this is what they use for like training in like a medical thing. You'll sit there in the place and watch like the video. This is what you do in case of a seizure, you know? <laughs> but, but but because we, uh like during the shopping trip, um Kai had gone and sneezed onto some triads that were walking by him. And later on, we see one of them stepping off of a train and just, you know, again, this is why I don't think these were all actors because it's a fully packed fucking train. And he yes, steps it is, out yeah. and, just start, and, and he just starts having this seizure at this fully packed train station. I don't think this movie had the budget to hire that many extras <laughs> for those kind of shots. You're probably right. I thought the triad member was the guy in the spa. He was, no, he that was, was one the, of them. The, yeah, yeah, that he, was one he, of them. He was <laughs> not the main one. He was one of them, and then the and then what? The another one was one that walked off the train. Because like then you have the guy that uh, Har was seeing, that you know he spits you know the beer whatever it is into his mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets infected, mm-hmm. and then he gets to his body weight in the hospital. You're like, oh and shit, he's dead. <laughs> And that's when we learn when they do heroin over there, they don't use a metal spoon. They use a porcelain spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the spoon is a spoon. <laughs> they, they brought China to, to, to find China they brought, to their hotel. They brought China to China? <laughs> but I did like horror in the one sequence where you see the news report about how Kai is a carrier. Now, was that um, an actual virus at that point? Is that what they would call Ebola? it? Yeah. It would. Yeah, I would assume so, I mean, well, I'm, I'm just trying to think what our what our wonderful number one would call it. You know, would it be the African virus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The African virus, yeah. He would definitely call it the African flu. <laughs> <laughs> you know. it's, it's the black the black sickness. <laughs> I'm going to call it the black sickness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. madness. <laughs> it's the cane madness, baby. The root virus. You are beautiful to me. <laughs> the news virus, the the news report about how Kai is a carrier, and they're looking for him, and then he and Har seeing that, and she's like, "Oh, you know what? You can't believe what the news tells you anyway." It's like, yeah, it's Donald Trump right there. It's like, you can't believe it. Fake news. Fake news about Kai. He's fine. That's my friend. He's not going to do anything. He's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, whatever. We're going to talk the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. We spoke very closely. He was within my proximity, and at no point did I feel sick. I didn't feel threatened. I thought he was completely healthy. He looked healthy. The doctor said he was healthy. I'm healthy. He's healthy. We're healthy. Okay? We're okay. It was perfect. Symptom. <laughs> But she ends up trapping <laughs> Kai in the apartment so she could run away, you know, and get away oh, from him God. because she knows that he's a carrier. Um, the Kai and Chase with that big butcher knife that he has, and he ends up taking <laughs> her daughter away from her and going, you're not going to get me, man. You're not going to get me. No. Because I got to, yeah, fuck with me, man. Shoot me, man. Kill me. Because I'm going to bowl them, motherfuckers. <laughs> Do it. Let's oh, see you try. Because now we have the cops running around, you know, in, in their in biohazard uh, suits. 
yeah, in their hazmat suits, you know, and guys like you look like a bunch of fucking spacemen, you know. <laughs> but and that's yeah. when Kai turns Kai turns around and yells at them, you know, this isn't my fault. You know, if anything, right. this is God's creation. Made to, made to deal with you bastards. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he's carrying this girl the entire time and you have her trying to get her daughter back and then as soon as she tries to get her back, she starts succumbing to the boa. Falls to the ground, starts yeah. seizing up. Mm. Like, well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but then but then we have this like almost Frankenstein moment. You know where the villagers are chasing the creature throughout the thing. Oh yeah. You know yeah. he's you know just leave me alone. You know me, meanwhile he, it's, it's not stopping him from cutting slits in his arms to drop blood on places, spitting all over the fucking place. You know <laughs> having spit standoffs with the cops. You know going. You know you want to come at me? How about you take off all that fancy gear? Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, when he spits the blood all over the guy, the cop. <laughs> he, he cuts open his hazard suit and then just runs away. Um, and, the one thing, and yeah, again, you know, we, here's yeah. the thing, though. I would find this so much funnier, and I'm sure we found it plenty funny when we watched this originally, but then when I look yeah. at it now and I think about the guy who at the Wegmans right down the road from where I live just a few days ago telling one them one that, place that, you know, yeah, he was telling them there that, oh, you wow. know what? I'm sick. I have the coronavirus. I'll spit on you. I'll do this and that. They ended up arresting this guy. This guy ended up getting fucking charged. Oh, he coughed on the workers. They're charging it. Yeah, they're charging it as like a fucking terroristic threat. Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of that in the news recently. A lot of these people spitting on food in the grocery stores and yeah, saying that they have COVID-19. Somewhere, somewhere in Pennsylvania, I don't know where, but somewhere in Pennsylvania, some woman went into the supermarket and... Was yeah, like I read that one. Spitting all over the produce, they said they had to throw away like thirty-five thousand dollars worth of product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all because you said you had COVID nineteen. All because the yeah. fucking king yeah. has to dress and drag again. I know. <laughs> Gotta love it, Lady Astor. That's me. Hello. Let's go grocery shopping. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. Hello, darling. Pretty. Yeah, Are the melons yeah. ripe yet? <laughs> I need a ripe melon. <laughs> I'd lick my beat. I'd lick my beat. I'd but the thing that with, with Monkey talking about him being kind of impervious the way that it is, you have all these uh, snipers ready to just inject him with a poison to put him down for a little bit. And then he gets hit by one, and then he just decides to carve out that piece of his arm. And he's like, I, I, you can't beat me, motherfuckers. <laughs> you want to kill me? Kill me, motherfucker. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't because I can't die. I'm a mortal. Ebola! Ebola! <laughs> Ebola! <laughs> Running through the street. <laughs> yelling Ebola! <laughs> and then I want the one guy that he corners in the alley and he's like, I got Ebola. Do you know what that is? He's like, no. And he's like, you got it now, motherfucker. And just spits blood on him. <laughs> like, what? Okay. But and the fact that the, one the daughter ends up dying, which was sad. Like, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. The fact that he has a daughter in his arm and he looks at her and her eyes are wide open and he strangled her to death, basically, by, you know, that grip that he had on her. And he right. tries to leave her behind. Well we, well, we don't know if that's his kid or not. That's I won't say that. Yeah. We know it's Har's daughter. We don't know if that's his daughter. No, he it's doesn't. Like, but, okay, yeah. no, uh, but, but he did he did make uh, several comments. Um 
when he was in there trying to take, you know, when Har was trying to get her back, you know, he was like, why are you trying to take my kid away from me? You know, why are you trying mm-hmm. to take my daughter? You know, he oh, was yeah. saying that. That's what I thought you know, was Yeah. But, but then the, the one cop who got the hazmat suit ripped up and shit like that starts going after him now on foot without the hazmat suit. We have some bad martial arts happen. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and uh, like, apparently this movie warranted a, a martial arts uh, choreographer because I saw it in the opening credits. <laughs> but, yes, that's what I do. <laughs> but, you know, but then we get, you know, and I'm just bringing this up because then he set Kai on fire, which means yep. what? We we get a fucking Burning Man stunt! <laughs> love it. I knew you were going to love it. The fact that he is on fire for this particular thing, and he's still not going down. He's on fire. He's like, and, I can't die. And, and it's a good Burning Man, too. It's, it, it, he, like, he's running through the street. He's, like, drip, you know, dripping the uh, liquid all over the place, you know, to where shit's catching on fire. He's got enough of you know, the protective layer on to where he's walking by people and rubbing it on them and they're catching on fire. You know, it's, it's, an, it's a really good Burning Man. It really is. <laughs> Until that car catches him and it's like, that's it. <laughs> he's finally <laughs> fucking, oh, finally man. dead. But, he's finally man, done. Wh- no, he's not done yet because after, because after he gets hit with the car, that's when the police agent come by and then unload his fucking magazine. <laughs> And oh, yeah, an entire war. fucking magazine. While spinning in a circle around Kai, you know, like trying to make it more dramatic. <laughs> and that was the, the one cop that does that, like when he tells the cops later, like, you can't come near me, that's his blood on my suit. I felt like he would be okay because he didn't have any skin contact with Ebola. Like, he spit all the blood over his mask. But there was no contact with skin, so I'm like, he could be okay. Like, you know, he could survive this it, because it it also depends, dude. Because the back was cut, and then it also depends on whether or not he gets anything from taking the suit off. Mm, okay, that's a good point. So, be, yeah, yeah, and because he and did cut the suit open, but he just cut it with the blade. Like he didn't like spit into his fucking leg, and he's like, you got it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he cut it with his blade, the same blade he was using to cut himself with. Mm, okay, so you don't know if he was cutting the leg with it. So yeah, I just, yeah. But it was cool. He had that line like, "Don't come near me." Like you know, his blood's on me. So I'm like, "Whoa, shit!" <laughs> you yeah. know, back away real fast. Yeah. But you know, so now they're going around and they're trying to disinfect everything. You know, for, fortunately for some reason, Kai's blood is a different color than everybody fucking else's, and they can see it wherever the fucking fall. <laughs> yeah. I guess. You know, I I don't see how they're gonna actually be able to, you know. <clears throat> clean all of that up, but, you know, they're doing the best they can, you know, until <laughs> a dog finds that little piece hmm. of meat that Kai cut off of himself. <laughs> Which was, like, ostensibly bigger than it was when he cut it off originally. Now it's this fucking piece of tenderloin laying on the ground yeah. that this dog could come over and just uh, take a little snack of. Yeah, but then the dog g- goes and meets its owner in the park, where, all I'm going to say, I've always said it, okay, and I'm just going to stress it now, don't be that an- don't be that animal owner that shares your food with your fucking pet. Those yeah, people don't do it. Those people who sit there and 
Those people Ugh. who will sit there and eat gross. their own food, then give it to the animal, and then eat it again. And that's it's fucking gross. All right. Like the ones that put their food in their it. mouth and they feed it to their dog. Like stop it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like gross. The, well, yeah, like um, like the the bitch who was watching Annie and Serial Mom. You know that that crazy lady. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, but, don't yeah. do it. Yeah, those people don't be that person because. The dog finds its owner. It's a little girl sitting in the park, you know, with her dad. She's eating a piece of American cheese. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm going to call it yeah, American. It's a piece of American cheese. Uh, hey, uh, fuck it. I'm saying it. It's American cheese. Fuck you guys. Everyone else has their own cheese. <laughs> America, fuck yeah. Guys. <laughs> but, you know, she's eating it, and it's giving it to the dog. The dog's looking at it, and she's eating it again. It's like if I was that dad, I would have smacked her right up to the head be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I raised you better than that shit. <laughs> but you had to end it on that, like, dun, 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 like, freeze frame. Like, it's keep going. Yeah. And that was the thing is that you had Lily the entire time, and I felt like her character just kind of fell off. Like, they just didn't know what to do with her anymore, so like, yeah, you're, you're done. You're done. You know, you gave us the information, so we're good. Like, there was no closure yeah. for Lily at all. Her character just kind yeah. of disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming out. Boondock Timmy <laughs> you know, Yeah, her character just kind of disappears, and then that's it. But yeah, to have that dun 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 moment, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, and but to resound the ghoul, I mean, it, there are things that are happening right now that definitely make this movie prevalent. I will say that. I mean, I don't like oh, it. Oh, absolutely. It's not a movie that I like, but yeah. Things that happen in this movie are happening right now. Yeah, and again, it's like for I just you love the fun man. For as uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dean. For as for as horrible as this movie is, and as cheesy as it is, it does have some really good points though about what the fuck you should not be doing at times like this. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's one of those movies where it's you know kind of like a parable. You know, for what we're going through right now, wear a mask, wash your hands, mm-hmm. stay away from people that you think are infected. You yeah. know, it's it's a weird thing yeah. to watch it now, knowing what we're going through. Yeah. So, I so think to, if we can, I think this is the perfect oh. time to actually watch it. To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I won't argue that. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I'm saying. Like, we catch you at the grocery store doing some stupid shit. Guess what? The Dan's going to sit you down, and he's going to make you watch this shitty-ass piece of movie so you learn your fucking lesson, all right? The Dean just sitting in the parking lot going, yo, Ebola syndrome, sit down and watch this shit. (laughs) Get a lesson. Hong Kong did it first in 96. You want to repeat of this? You're not wearing your gloves at the grocery store. He's gonna snatch your ass out of line and make you fucking watch Ebola syndrome. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> That's coming from the dean. <laughs> Walmart shoppers, put on that fucking mask. I saw you. I saw you in the produce section. The fuck you think? Was, was Ebola the one that hit in like 2010 or whatever? Yes. Like in real life. Okay, That's what I thought. And the swine flu, you know, also hit the H1N1. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's been, there's been a bunch of them. Um, but, yeah, whether, you know, I mean, I personally didn't like it just because I'm not a fan of Herman Yow. But at the same time, it's a good parable to watch now. So if you guys want to watch a movie in quarantine that deals with these issues, Ebola syndrome is good. You know, check it out. Yeah. 
Just, just don't expect it family. to be fucking serious. <laughs> think, do you guys think for my next series silly. of picks? For my next series of picks, should I go back to the beginning and just start doing every one of of Yao's films in chronological order for the cast? Uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I just do it. I think you should go back Let's to the just... beginning and we should do uh, Pool again. <laughs> panties I, in the pool. I, I'm fine with panties in the pool. <laughs> but, I, but I know I'm the only one. <laughs> you did love it. <laughs> we might have to revisit that for a Dean pick <laughs> coming up soon. Otherwise, we're going to get Herman Yow's complete filmography. <laughs> Start from no, no, that's when Doc's going to, I mean, the Dean's going to make us watch something like Sausage Party next time or something like that. <laughs> Not a horror Sausage movie. Party. That's like, yeah, that's a Sausage Party was funny as hell, dude. I do love it, yeah. But that's not for a there. Okay. The orgy at the end of that movie was a fucking yes. sister, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that wraps up Bun Man. I mean, a bowl of syndrome. Um, and let's see here. Next week is you, King. It indeed is. So I'm going to keep in line with what we're going through with coronavirus, with COVID-19. So I'm going to take us back to the year 1973, and we're going to be covering a favorite director of mine, George A. Romero is the crazy next week on the show. (laughs) So I do have a link to watch it free on Tubi, or it's also on Amazon Prime to watch it free. So the crazies from 1973, directed by George A. Romero, is going to be our next (laughs) pick. Because we're not in this quarantine yet. Nope. Keep washing your hands. (laughs) And wash your ass and all that kind of shit. So all stay right. tuned. We're going to get crazy next week. Front to back. Okay. <laughs> not not, not back right. to front. <laughs> so, Dean, thank you so much for no, this pick tonight. Some, then you get some brown in the pink. And when you get brown in the pink, that shit going to stink. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, Doc, thank you for joining us, uh, joining us tonight. We can't wait to see you back here next week, Dean. Whole new episode of The Crazies. All right. Monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? <laughs> All right, kids at home. <laughs> Thanks for listening to tonight's episode. Let me come in your ear. But don't worry. I'll make sure to wash your ear after I'm done. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Fucking <laughs> like a piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ghoul, you're up. Let's hit us with a plug before we close out tonight. All right, well, we'll keep it real quick, nice, short, and sweet, man. You know, go to Etsy.com. Put in the little search engine thing and just in one big word, right? Bonfire Bee Designs. It is frenetic. It's spelled exactly how it sounds, or phonetic. That's the word that I was looking for, not frenetic. That's like the study of your fucking bumps on your head. Phonology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but. But if you go to Bonfire Beat Designs, you can find all kinds of handcrafted jewelry, gemstones, all, all kinds of interesting things, including including the hot-selling item, the toilet tissue earrings, which I will have to say, while they are still on there, they are in a bit of a snafu hold because we are out of supplies and no places are open, these motherfuckers. There's like some virus going on. Um, so, so they don't consider places like Hobby Lobby and most of the uh, the, the jewelry supply stores as essential, um, so, so they're not open, which is a good thing. Because God, I Wasn't Hobby Lobby in trouble for that? 
Weren't they trying to stay yeah, open they, during they, this whole they shit? They tried to open. They tried to open the one day, and they, they, they yes, they got in trouble for it. Like it. a fucking Because um, <laughs> Christians so, need their crest supplies. <laughs> but you can still go. You can still order. And you know what? They will get to you. We will get them out there. They will get made. You will get them. Give it some time. Give it some patience. Mm. We love you. Mm. And get go to Etsy. On fire, we design. Get on there. Stop that. Stay scared. Mm. And as an aside for me, as we close out, uh, a fan of the show, Casey, who I talked about about two weeks ago, who had the COVID-19 symptoms, she spent 14 days in quarantine, and she is now free of those symptoms. So she is now Sweet. on the end. Yeah. She's awesome. able to go back to work. She thanks us so much for supporting her, and she loves it. She listens every week. So thank you, Casey, for being a supporter and for beating the shit out of COVID-19 and surviving. So that is Fuck a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> so until next we meet, I'm Real Pal, the King of Heart, saying keep America strong, watch horror movies, stay tuned next week when I introduce you guys to The Crazies from 1973. Hail Satan, hail yourselves, stay safe, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Back, front to back, front to back.